Welcome to the Sacred Feminine Power podcast, where we explore the many facets of feminine power and why it is so important for women and for men to step into this power in our world at this time. This is Emmy from Feminine Revered, and my magical guest for today is Catherine Bergsten. Catherine is a modern-day mystic, holder of the Mother Codes, and she's passionate about all things spiritual awakening. She's the mother of two boys and has been on quite the ride herself, which has led her to embrace and share her spiritual street cred. And she knows she has come here to share her journey to inspire others. On her path, she's met addiction, an eating disorder, depression, divorce, emotional and spiritual abuse, all of which were major stepping stones into her own awakening. Her service here on earth is being a bridge and translator between the worlds a guide for people to remember who they are in essence. Along with her private practice in which she offers soul plan readings and awakening guidance and mentoring, Catherine holds regular retreats in Glastonbury, UK, offers public speaking and is the author of her first book, Be Wild, Be Free, Essential Spirit Guides, will be out in August. Welcome, Catherine. Thank you, Emmy. It is such a blessing to have you with us, and I am super excited to learn from you today. Likewise, it's really good to connect. Beautiful. And maybe also to mention for our listeners on a more personal note, I've known you, Catherine, now for about three years or so, and we Mm -hmm. connected through the Fountain of Life um, Nine Moon Apprenticeship. That was really about womb awakening and womb shamanism and took both of us on quite a bit of a roller coaster ride on many levels and been very fortunate to meet you in person a few times after that as well since we both come from Finland and share the interesting fact that both of us have lived away from our home countries for most of our lives and have led pretty international lives in many ways. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful to be here with you today. And um, I think it's always amazing how life brings people together and then how we stay connected or not. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Now, Catherine, let's delve straight in. I would love to find out from you, what does sacred feminine power mean to you? So sacred feminine power for me really means stepping into... Um, my intuition and trusting the unseen. So connecting with a knowing that is ancient and deep within me. And um, the sacred feminine power is, is a power that is, I find very quiet, very steady, very deep. It's not the kind of power that kind of comes screaming at you and wants to, to just kind of like show off it really is it's kind of like this confident calm knowing and that can't be shaken and um it also is offering a space of uh holding an unconditional love very kind of um earth mother type of energy i also think that um speaking of earth it's living in right relationship with the earth with mother earth and having a deep connection with her and um it's a lot around love and having compassion but also i think we have a very distorted kind of image or idea of what love is we have kind of a 
Hollywood uh, injected notion of what love is that can be quite codependent or fluffy or kind of um, not very realistic or solid actually for that matter. And I feel that the sacred feminine power is in understanding what love is with a big L. And um, that sort of mother energy is really going to call us forward into more love and truth and whatever that requires. And sometimes and quite often that will require um, tapping into destruction, destroying everything that is not love and truth. So it's not all <laughs> only kind of uh, fluff balls and rainbows. And um, fully stepping into also and owning my creativity, my sensuality, my sexuality, like those are really big aspects of the sacred feminine power for me. And um, also having like a balanced relationship with my inner fire. And I think as women, we, we kind of have been told that we need to choose a facet of the feminine that represents us. You know, it can be either the very sort of devoted, loving mother, very kind of Mother Mary type of energy, very kind and calm. Or um, there's also, you know, the more fiery aspect and the more powerful and wilder side of the feminine, which is something that I believe in our society is not super supported, unfortunately. It feels threatening to a system that is not really in accordance with it. So I think um, really also reclaiming our sacred feminine power is understanding who we are as women based on our own knowing and also mutual support from our sisters. And it's, um, I always find it a little kind of, you know, I, I cringe always when I like talk about sisterhood or sisters in a way because of my own experience with it. And I find that women really want that genuinely now, less so on a superficial level where there's been a lot of um, sister shadow manipulation and speaking behind each other's back and, and, and competing, et cetera, et cetera. There really is a coming together of women who believe in true sisterhood and womanhood. And that's also part of the sacred feminine power for me. It's also in the union of that energy through circles, groups, and just, you know, the collective weave really. Mm. That's kind of how I see sacred feminine power. Mm. Wow. Thank you for that. You've touched on so many different important issues there. And I especially love how you talked about that deep ancient knowing deep within and really mm. being able to trust that. That's beautiful. Now, Catherine, could you please share one challenge that you have faced in your life that's really helped you to activate the sacred feminine power that you've so beautifully described within you and really on your life's path? Yeah, so <laughs> I think like everything that really wakes us up and, and brings forward something important in us doesn't come subtly into our life. It usually will be quite uh, blatant. And that means that it can be pretty uh, confronting and, and, and difficult overall. And for me, it was a relationship. Um, the relationship in itself was, was very toxic. 
and I have learned not to blame anyone because I brought that into my life for some reason. And the reason being also awakening to my deep feminine essence. And um, in that relationship, and it was really interesting because it was a little, it was around the time I, I, um, a bit before I started the sacred feminine apprenticeship that we both did with the fountain of life. And it's almost like it prepared me to strip away and mirror back to me all the belief systems that I had within me that were coming in the way of embodying the deep feminine. Mm. And, you know, like anything that would negate it, repress it, oppress it, uh, because, you know, like there was fear, there was fear of stepping into it. There was fear of, of embodying it. Um, and I could see how I was not respecting the feminine within and without, even though, you know, I had this idea that I did, but it really took me super deep into, into those layers. And that was, of course, um, you know, like, a really difficult time because before I could understand all of this while I was in it, there was a lot of um, abuse. Yeah. And I think like everything we need to find, we need to reach like such a glass ceiling or um, an aspect of ourselves that we can't, we don't want to put up with anymore in order to destroy it. Otherwise it's too comfortable and too easy to stay in it. So for me, this relationship was really the epitome of it all. And, um, but I also realized that when I started walking this path of the feminine and embodying it, it wasn't only through this relationship that, you know, I met the many faces of, of, um, I don't like patriarchal system, I think has been so demonized in a way. I don't see the patriarchal system as gender specific. I see it as system systemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how it also, like there were so many other faces of that energy that I encountered, whether it was, you know, within, you know, family dynamics and neighbors, random strangers, you know, um, who really conf- confronted and challenged me in stepping into and trusting this deep feminine that I was myself so afraid of for some reason. Mm. And these people and these faces of, you know, um, that were reflecting back to me, my own relationship to the deep feminine really were the gateway that broke within me, this resistance of stepping into the feminine and it, it was really challenging. I mean, speaking of breaking, I, I was as broken as someone can be emotionally, mentally, and energetically. Um, by the time I, I, I realized that this is, this is destroying me. But on the other side, what happened is that I reclaimed a vital part of my being that I had negated for such a long time. So it's kind of like this dichotomy of being very grateful for a really difficult experience, but it, you know, it changed my life, obviously. Mm. Mm. And would you mind expanding a little bit on what was it about that relationship that you were in that then eventually led to you literally reaching that breaking point? Um, 
There were many aspects. I think I started seeing the division that was starting to really kind of create an issue with my relationship to my children. And a big part of my awakening and my connecting with the divine feminine has been through being a mother, which was a major shock for me. Mm -hmm. I think no one is really prepared in the modern Western world for becoming a mother in a way that we would really need to be. Yeah. And so in a way that, that kind of like yanked me out of it because I thought I'm not going to lose my relationship with my children over this. They, this is too important. And you know, there's, there's no, there was no question for me at that stage anymore. Like it wasn't. Um, and to be completely honest and transparent, I mean, I was suicidal by the end because it was so painful going through so much manipulation and gaslighting and, and just feeling, you know, somebody who really wanted to break me because they hadn't faced their own shadow. And, mm. and obviously, you know, like my part in it was, why did I stay? Why did I stay? And I think it's complicated with these kind of, you know, deep karmic relationships where there's also a lot of love. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, no one stays if there's only like a horrible side to it. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I don't think most people wouldn't do that. There's got to be something that want, that, that kind of like keeps the, um, the thing going. And I think what really kind of took me to that breaking point was the awareness that I was just completely betraying myself. And the reason why I'm on this planet is exactly where I am completely betraying myself. And that was like a huge kind of moment for me where I was like, I am not doing this to myself anymore. It's like this light bulb went off and I was like, this is it. That's it. I'm never going to do this again. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to understand what got me into this in the first place. And that in itself was an incredible journey because that, that was 2019 for me was unpicking all of that and understanding why I had been so cruel to myself. I mean, this was just one manifestation of it. I mean, obviously I had been very cruel to myself way before and that was, yeah, it was, it was a hard process, but it was also, you know, learning about love with a big L and really understanding the ins and outs and not that I've understood all of it at all, far from it, but it was really changing my relationship to love in general. That was one of the big keys. And, and that for me is very much connected to the deep feminine. Mm. Well, thank you for sharing so openly about that. I have a feeling that uh, a lot of our listeners will resonate or gain a lot of insight from what you've described. So thank you for that. And I know that you've already started alluding to this in your response earlier, but what would you say was the, the hidden blessing in having gone through that challenge and needing to go as deep as you did? The, the hidden blessing is really that I, I retrieved myself. Mm. I retrieved, I think that experience was the polarity of being as separate as I could ever possibly be from um, source, you know, um, the cosmic womb, however you want to create, however you want to call it, the, the divine. And, and I think it really showed me that this is 
that direction that I was taking and following and, and kind of like accepting was the polar opposite of where I needed to go. And it took time. I mean, you know, it took a while to, to, to really sort of let it land and, and, and kind of sticking with it. Um, and I would say that the greatest gift in all of this has been, as I said, retrieving my deepest self and, and kind of like really accepting who I am and my purpose and all the aspects also that I don't necessarily, you know, like so much about, about myself. It, it was really also an exercise in going deep, deep into the underworld and to the shadow mm. and understanding that in the shadow is also where we retrieve our light because I saw a lot of aspects of myself that were reflected back to me, you know, like all of this doesn't exist in a vacuum. Somebody who is mirroring back something really deep to us, you know, it originated, it, it has to exist in us to actually have traction. Mm. If it doesn't exist within us, then we don't connect with it. So it showed me also like, you know, what path I can go down if I don't embrace my shadow. So that was a big, big lesson because um, I think, you know, like when, when we work um, in the spiritual, emotional um, kind of arena, we can't show up for others unless we've cleared our stuff. And obviously it's an ongoing process, but it's, it's, it needs whatever we're sharing and helping others with is something that we need to embody ourselves. And I know that part of what I've come here to do is, is shining light on people's shadows. And, and I know it's not as popular as, as a few kind of more accessible things. And that's something I've just had to accept about myself is that the work that I've come here to do is, is not something that is just easy breezy and that might appeal to the vast majority of people. I feel very called to working with people who can go really in the depth and into the shadow. And this, I think, was a big revelation for me and accepting that. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. And I, I love how eloquently you describe working with the shadows and, and shining light into the shadow for, for others as well. That's yeah. very, yeah. I would love to hear a little bit more. You mentioned the term cosmic womb, and I know you work very closely with uh, interdimensional connections and you have various guides that you work with as well. So would you mind expanding a little bit more on that aspect, the cosmic womb and how that has come to, into your life as well? Yeah, sure. Um, so my view on our existence <laughs> is that we are multidimensional beings and our physical expression is one of them. And we, and I think it's a very important one because there can be a tendency and I've certainly been there, which is why I'm speaking to it, a tendency to want to um, escape through our spirituality and go and hang out with, you know, all the multidimensional beings that exist in the cosmos and the galaxies, et cetera, et cetera, which is, you know, which is great, but there's a reason why, we have taken a body and why we are here in form. Mm. So um, the way I work with multidimensionality is that it's always very grounded in the body. And the further we want to go out, the deeper we need to go within and into our roots and into the underworld. So 
um, in shamanic terms, we usually work with three worlds. There, there's the underworld, the middle world, and the upper world. And um, we, as humans, and our, through our human form, we're here to be the translation point between these worlds. And um, the cosmic womb, uh, to me, actually came when we did, you know, the apprenticeship um, and we started connecting with the various aspects of the mother. And so there is the earth mother, there is, you know, the mother as in, you know, the, the woman has, who has given birth. There's so many aspects to the mother. And I went on a journey once with, um, with Nat, who was mentoring on our, on our apprenticeship, who um, I deeply love and respect. And she took me on a journey where I basically into the cosmic womb and I've been very kind of perplexed by, you know, my relationship to multidimensional realms and, and not wanting to get lost in them too much. But that day I cried so much. I mean, I cried and I cried and I cried and I cried because that connection just felt so right. And the cosmic womb to me is the space of all creation. It's like, you know, the, the darkness between the stars, it's that black liquid light. It's kind of like that humming noise. It's that Kali energy, like the destroyer and the creator and where there is no duality anymore. Like what matters is creation. And so it really is the realm of creation. It goes beyond our kind of judgment of what's right and what's wrong and what's, you know, uh, what's light and what's dark. I still believe very much in, in integrity and that there are more benevolent forces and less benevolent forces in the universe. And, but, you know, they both serve their purpose. And ultimately, when we stop resisting that in creation all is, then we can start connecting with also our own shadow in a different way because we see it as actually something supportive rather than something that we need to shame and repress and and put away and i think one of the things with you know working with the cosmic womb is that we need to befriend the void which i have found extremely challenging the void for me is like whew, you know it's it reminds me of so many different things. It reminds me of boredom. It reminds me of loneliness. It reminds me of, of many things where I feel like I can't hold on to anything. I can't own anything. I can't identify with anything. And in a way, it kind of reflects the death of the mind and the ego. Mm. So that, that, that kind of like <laughs> is a bit further in the process, but Working with the cosmic womb is understanding and anchoring our multidimensionality here on Earth. And I find that that's one of the main connections we have with the cosmic womb and understanding ourselves as creators. Mm. Wow. That resonates a lot and makes a lot of sense to me. Mm. I would love to hear a little bit more about multidimensionality itself. How, how does that manifest itself for you? And what do you mean when you kind of work between the world to work within those multidimensional realities or multidimensional beings? Mm. So um, it was an interesting exercise for me writing this book um, because I was commissioned. Um, it was interesting because usually 
it's the other way around. Um, the book found me, so to speak, and I'm very grateful for you know all the circumstances and the people who who brought that into my reality. And so the book is about spirit guides, and I had to basically unpick what multidimensionality is and what the unseen world is, which for me was a great exercise because I kind of take it as a given. <laughs> but I had to reflect on how do we connect with the unseen and why should we actually, in the, well, should we, why do we want to in the first place? Mm. And one of the things that for me has really helped me to understand that it's it's everything is density it's a matter everything is energy and then it's just a, mat, a matter of density of you know how dense is a realm or an energy so on earth we are here we're in form we have you know dense bodies we can hug a tree we can walk on the earth um and then you know like the densities become more and more subtle so if we take you know our different bodies so we have our physical body then we have our emotional body and then we have our mental body and then we have our energetic body actually the it's physical mental emotional and energetic and the further we go into the subtle aspect um the lesser the density and our kind of you know our our helpers and our kind of um, spirit team, whether it's star beings or animal spirits, will exist in a realm that is not tangible. They will they will manifest in our inner sight, our inner hearing, um, and that also applies to all the other you know beings that are here with us in in the in the middle world. So nature is like everything that we can find in nature, basically from you know the rock people to the water bodies and everything. And one of the things that multidimensionality has helped me understand is that I'm never alone, even though I I always look for I have been looking for validation of my worth and my existence in another human being's presence and in their kind of acknowledgement of me as another being. Um, I have come to understand that I do not need that because I have also an incredible network, so to speak, um, that exists in the unseen world. So the question is then, you know, how do we tap into it? First of all, I think, you know, we need to, to experience it somehow. And I think most people will have had some kind of experience of, of you know, like what is um, like a presence, you know, it could be a presence in a room, it could be in a dream or something where we're like, oh, hmm, maybe there is a bit more to this than just, you know, kind of like the obvious that meets the eye uh, or our, you know, five senses. and that kind of is the the gateway into um the unseen and multidimensionality the other thing to understand about that is that multidimensionally we don't function in the same way so we will tap into the unseen and our multidimensional kind of aspect through feeling through knowing and it requires a lot of trust, actually. It requires, it requires a lot of faith and surrender. So I, I've come up with this like magical formula that helps us to, to navigate that with faith, trust, and surrender. And when we work with the, 
the the multidimensional world, the mystical world, the, the magical world, however you want to label it, we will always be asked to take the leap of faith before we get the confirmation that we've done the right thing. Mm. And that happens that way because spirit is testing our integrity and to see what we're going to do with this access that we have to more realms because we can also, you know, do a lot in them. And that comes with a certain responsibility. Mm. So I think, you know, like the whole multidimensional aspect needs to be very grounded. Again, I'm very much, as you've heard, <laughs> very much about grounding uh, so that we don't escape in that and then start existing only in that place because people can fall into becoming too dependent on, you know, consulting their guides on everything. I mean, it's great, but ultimately my belief is that everything that we experience as external from ourselves, whether it's people or spirit guides or whatever, is just a reflection or an aspect of who we are. It's just mirrored back to us from an external point of view. So it's a journey, <laughs> stepping <laughs> into multidimensionality. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of like how I would fairly quickly describe it and, and kind of, yeah, give it a bit of a, more of a container. Yeah, great. Well, thank you for for being able to put it so succinctly and so eloquently in, um, in into a nutshell. That was very helpful. And I am super excited to be reading your book. It comes out in August, wasn't it? Yeah, it's uh, coming out in August. Um, and yeah, it will be readily available. It's, um, it's called, as you mentioned earlier, Be Wild, Be Free. Uh, essential spirits guides it's um published by random house who and it's part of a series of six books that are also the four, five other books are covering other aspects of spirituality and i was asked to write about the the one that deals with spirit guides so yeah i'm super excited because it was a massive exercise for me to actually like, like distill all the concepts that we just talked about so yeah i'm super excited about it and and the whole writing journey was amazing you know tapping into creativity and i worked a lot actually also with the mother energy behind it you know like i when i started writing i said okay like because i was you know it was locked down and it was you know like quite short on time and there was a lot going on um and i said okay so if i'm going to write this book about this topic i need to infuse it with the experience of actually being with spirit guides and let them guide me in this writing. So there's a lot of spirit in that book and there are also some prayers and invocations and, and kind of like words of spirit, which I'm so grateful for because I feel that it is really quite uh, in integrity with what is kind of offered in the book. So that's really cool to have those aspects in it and really kind of giving a form to spirit and my connection to spirit through this this physical book so yeah it's very cool brilliant well i certainly am looking forward to reading it and congratulations that's a really wonderful wonderful thing to be asked to write a book so great yeah thank you yeah now if if our listeners wanted to get in touch with you or wanted to work with you catherine how would they do that so my website is akasha-awakening.com and 
they can also find me on Instagram where I'm quite active, which is Akasha underscore awakening. And Akasha is A-K-A-S-H-A and awakening as awakening. Um, so those are the two main points of contact for me. Yeah. So they can connect with me through my website or through my Instagram account. Okay, brilliant. Thank you for that. And I understand you also have a gift for our listeners. Would you mind describing that a little bit? Yes. So um, my great passion in life is to support medicine people. And by medicine people, I mean anyone who's come here to share some kind of healing in the world. Um, And it's not necessarily, you know, uh, we kind of have a a bit of a, a kind of preconceived idea of a medicine person being someone who who might be indigenous or i i think it goes way beyond that um so my passion is to reconnect um medicine people with their gifts anywhere they might have lost themselves or lost their gift or wherever you know there is a kind of discrepancy in in the program so i'd like to offer a meditation on retrieving an aspect of our medicine self, if not all. I mean, if all, that's perfect, <laughs> but at least one. So, yeah, so I'll be offering a guided meditation to, to do that. Mm, beautiful. Thank you. And I will include the link to that meditation in the intro text to this uh, podcast episode as well. Okay, cool. Great. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Catherine. Uh, that has been Wow, <laughs> you've taken us on quite a ride and there's so much wisdom in, in what you've said. And I think um, with this interview, it will be very helpful to listen to this a couple of times to really get all the deeper meanings of, of the things that you've been saying as well. So thank you so much for being with me and sharing your wisdom with, with all of us. Yeah, it was such a pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. And yeah, I hope that this will, you know, spark something in in your listeners awareness and their journey and um, yeah thank you so much for having me thank you Catherine now let's everybody just for a moment focus our intention on this pretty amazing multidimensional energy that's been activated during this discussion and imagine that we're sending this energy to everybody everywhere on the planet and beyond to remember that we are all one, and to also remember that the more of us that are stepping into our sacred feminine power, into our authentic true selves, the more our planet will also be able to shift. Thank you for being here, and thank you for listening.